Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. The Flames have re-signed their, one of their top prospects in Matthew Phillips, and the future still looking bright for the Flames. And we're going to talk about the NHL Network's projected lines if the season started today. So I have some mixed feelings, and I'm sure y'all do too. So let's talk about that and then some on today's episode of Locked On Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to a Thursday edition of Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and I'm so happy to be here with you. This is now my third time, no, actually second, two and a half times recording this episode because the first time I had an internet connection problem, the second time my mic was somehow muted, and third time's the charm, so... I just could not be more excited (laughs) than talking about the Flames for basically an hour and a half today. So if you haven't already, please make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And also make sure to check out uh, the really cool interview I had with uh, Team Canada's own three-time gold medalist, Rebecca Johnston. Pretty cool. (laughs) Never talked to a gold medalist before. So let's jump into today's episode. The Flames, they've made some moves. You know, they have had a blockbuster trade and free agent leaving. But you know what they have now? One of their very own homegrown talents in Matthew Phillips re-signed for another year. Matthew Phillips will too million percent bolstered this roster whether that's the AHL or at the NHL level Uh, last year he had 31 goals he had a career high 31 goals as well as uh, 68 points so you know he is great on the production uh, and has a lot (laughs) of potential here he is one of the top prospects for the Flames and it makes sense for him to you know be on a two-way contract so he has the capability of seeing time with the NHL club we still don't know what the AHL team will be called since they have relocated from Stockton to Calgary and uh, basically the the Stockton Heat are no more even it, they're not going to be named the Calgary Heat either. So we're just looking for some fun, to be honest. I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, they have a lot of potential with names, and I love it. Love to see it. But let's get back to Matthew Phillips. He will absolutely make a difference on this team's bottom six. You know, I don't want to shoot. Uh, set the bar too high here and say that he will be playing in the top six or middle six or whatever. I think it's safe to say with Daryl Sutter running this show, he will be seeing bottom six minutes, um, which is great because that bottom six has a bit of instability there. 
And I think that it could be, you know, a little bit of a rotating door for some time, you know, just trying to figure everything out. But we're going to talk more about next or later in the show even. But um, I I think that Jacob Pelletier, uh, Matthew Phillips, and Adam Rizicka will absolutely be the prospects that you see, uh, the forward prospects from the AHL that you'll see a decent, that will see a decent chunk of time in the NHL and will probably be making that transition from, you know, their AHL (laughs) roster to the NHL full time. Do I think it's going to happen immediately or, uh, overnight? No, I think that, you know, there's still room to, to improve this roster with free agents that are on the market or even another trade. So I don't necessarily think that the flames are uh, going with the young kids immediately as of right now, as of July 28th, you know, there's still plenty of time before camp starts. So I would not be surprised if we do see some more free agent signings, but with Matthew Phillips, you're getting a goal scorer. You're getting somebody who can complete the pass, who isn't afraid to shoot the puck, who has the capability of playmaking. And the Flames need something like that. And I think that, you know, last year Stockton made it to the Western Conference Finals of the Calder Cup playoffs. What, you know, what are they capable of doing this year? Uh, you know, it's not just about that NHL level success and I we're gonna talk about it later and I keep teasing this I'm sorry but I already think that Razichka, Phillips and Pelletier would be a more productive line than this projected fourth line for the Flames and that fourth line is Lucic, Rooney and uh, Trevor Lewis. So keep that in mind. <laughs> but coming up next, we're going to talk about the NHL Network's releasing of a projected forwards line. I have some feelings about it. I'm sure you do too. And again, these are not lines that I created by any means. It is just something I think we need to discuss. <laughs> but first, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for online betting. BetOnline.net has you covered from A to Z when it comes to league updates, news, in in sport betting, uh, politics, esports, golf, you name it. They have it there ready for you. And, of course, make sure to check out BetOnline.net on your mobile device or on your desktop or wherever you get an internet connection. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you have not already, make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you're listening and tuning in from today. Is anybody else an Apple user but prefer Spotify for their podcasts? I don't know why. I just, I find myself going there for podcasts more than I do like the podcast app. I don't know. It's probably nothing. It pro- probably just me being ridiculous. But again... I'm okay with this top six. I don't think that it poses as many questions as your bottom six. But again, NHL Network, I'm citing their work here because I did not come up with these. (laughs) Um, The projected line here is 
Huberto, Lindholm, and Toffoli. I, it's not that I don't think Toffoli is a top-line player. I, I do think that there are just better opportunities or better options out there for the Flames to work with. I felt like Toffoli really fit in as a depth player uh, with the Flames. But again, this is a completely different roster. This is something that is entirely different. So I, we don't know what we could be getting around with. Um, I just, I feel like it's his skating ability that really holds him back and holds me back from having the utmost confidence in um, really just believing in that as a top line. And again, I don't know, maybe last year when, when I saw him skate, he was, had a lingering injury or, you know, he was nursing an injury or something, but I just, I feel like that could be a real hindrance to his, to the top line. It could slow the top line down. Remember when they had uh, Gaudreau, Monaghan, and Brett Ritchie on the same line? That's how I feel um, this could go. And that is not me comparing Tyler Toffoli to Brett Ritchie. That is not me complimenting Brett Ritchie saying that he is like Tyler Toffoli. Absolutely not. I just, I just don't know if that line is going to be set up for success. And I would love to see something more. Um, you know, this is again, another situation where they could make a free agent signing. They could make another trade. Uh, I would be interested to see if they do swap Toffoli and Mangiapane or Toffoli and Blake Coleman uh, on the first and second line because I think that those are inter- interchangeable players, especially with those line with that line. Uh, the second line is just the most beautiful line in hockey. I love this line. It is great. It is Mangiapane, Michael Backlund, and uh Blake Coleman and this line is so good offensively and defensively. They are one of the best two-way lines in hockey and I will go on the record right now and say that the, that they are probably going to be the best two-way shutdown line this season. Um you know, I really like what we saw from them last year and how quick they were able to shut other, you know, their opponents down. I thought that they should have been out there against uh, McDavid at any <laughs> point in that series of the Battle of Alberta series. I thought that they were just very <sighs> they they weren't given the opportunity to succeed in the Battle of Alberta. And do I think that the outcome would have been different had that been uh, you know, been a reality of them going up against McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Kane. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know if the series would have ended in five, but I think we would have seen a little bit of a longer series. Um, I, I really don't know what we do here because I, I think it's possible that we do see Coleman swap with Toffoli. I think 
that Coleman is a better two-way forward. But if, you know, Coleman gets going, there's no reason why he shouldn't be elevated to the top line. And I think that it is very, very likely that he has a stronger season here uh, than he did in his first year. Not that his first year was weak by any means, but I think now that he's acclimated and he is very uh, familiar with his teammates and with his line mates, it, he's comfortable. And, you know, sometimes that's what these players need to uh, get themselves going. And I really, I, I don't know. I think that that is probably going to be the best line on the Flames. Um not like production wise or anything because obviously you have Jonathan Huberdeau and Elias Lindholm on your top line, but statistically, I think between the defensive metrics and the offensive metrics, I just I think that the defensive metrics are going to push them over the edge. Like, but again, again, Elias Lindholm was nominated for the Selkie this year, so he very well could be just playing a game with us and I'm just severely underestimating his potential this year um but I'm interested you know I feel like I've been having this conversation since I started hosting the show Michael Backlund is he really a 2c if you were to plop him in any other team's second line is that is he capable of performing at that level I don't know if he is I know Sean Monaghan isn't and that's not a dig at Sean Monaghan that is just a realistic statement because of how he has played the last two seasons but I I don't know but I think I do think that he is a very solid option for the flame second line. You know, I don't I I don't think it's worth you know, looking to trade him or anything like that. I think if he was going to be traded, he absolutely would have been traded by now. But I I don't know. I just think that he he brings he was one of the Flames best players in the postseason by the way. Um defensively and offensively. Like and that's that's saying something, but I I really am curious to see what the Flames will be able to get out of him this year. Uh, I want to see that line consistently. I think we will see it consistently. I want to see them go out there against the top lines in this league. I I do think that Mangiapane is probably your best two-way forward. Um, and I would I would be surprised if we don't see him get nominated for a Selkie in the next two to three years. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. But coming up next, we are going to talk about the instability of the Flames' bottom six and what the Flames need to do in order to kind of stabilize it (laughs) because there is a lot of uh, room to grow there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Flames. 
As always, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. This bottom six is going to have a lot of questions to start out the season. The um, NHL Network has them projected with Pelletier, Monaghan, and Dubé. Okay, I'm sorry, but if the season started today, Sean Monaghan is not starting. And it's been made pretty clear that he will start the season on LTIR as well. So, you know, you could go back to uh, Adam Rizicka, who did a fantastic job. An absolutely fantastic job um, centering that third line during uh, the regular season last year. I thought that he really could have earned a spot for the playoffs. I thought that that would have been um, very productive for him. And I'm, I'm not totally like crossing out the idea of Jacob Pelletier and Dylan Dubé being the wingers there. I like that. I I do. I think, you know, if you're not able to grab another depth player in um, free agency, you absolutely call up Pelletier or um, Matthew Phillips because it's time for them to make the jump. It's bottom six minutes. You have an expectation for them, but it's the beginning of the season where your roster isn't fully complete because you don't have Sean Monaghan, you don't have Chris Tanev. Um, you know, you're feeling things out again. And Dylan Dubé still has so much potential on this team. And I know I this is completely off topic, but I have seen more people start questioning why he hasn't released a statement um, in regards to the 2018 Team Canada investigation. His agent and lawyer have uh, have said that he's been cleared of any wrongdoing and that he will cooperate uh, fully in any way. But I think it's also just kind of like a way to like legally protect yourself because you don't want your words to like you know come back and haunt you sort of thing. But anyways, um. I don't think Dylan Dubé um, has a bad bone in his body. But again, that that could just be me giving him too much credit. But I am very interested for that third line, especially when Sean Monaghan comes back, because we don't know. We don't know what Sean Monaghan we're getting. Will he be completely healed, number one? Probably not. Is he still dealing with pain from prior injuries? I don't know. Is he going to be able to stay up to speed with two young players? When you're coming back from hip injuries and significant hip surgery, you have to heal. It takes like a full year or two to to get back to where you were. And I don't know if Sean Monaghan has that time to prove himself as a flames forward. Not at $6.25 million a year. He does not. And I don't know. I think it's fair to give Rizicka some time to settle in there. Or you play Kevin Rooney on that third line. And you give Rizicka bottom four minutes. But I, I am not opposed 
to seeing um, Rizichka come in for Monaghan. I'm not. And I, I don't know how many times I'm going to say that. But, you know, Monaghan could see time as a healthy scratch again. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know what – there's just a lot more questions than answers when it comes to the bottom six right now. And, you know, if you look at this fourth line, they have the fourth line projected as Lucic on your left, Kevin Rooney centering $1.3 million while Dan Heinen is making $1 million, and Trevor Lewis on his right. That line has the potential of a fish out of water. I don't have any good feelings about it. It reminds me, the only thing I think of when I see Trevor Lewis's name is the amount of penalties he took during the postseason. I don't think that he was productive at all. I found his presence to be counterproductive. I don't know what he has on uh, Daryl Sutter or Brad Tree Living because he should have been waived when Brad Richardson was waived. He is not, he's taking up a roster spot for one of the kids. And one of the kids that could see consistent bottom six minutes, you know, the bottom line minutes. Um, I don't think it's fair for him to be on that line. I mean, hey, they could wave him and sign Brett Ritchie to another PTO or whatever, but I'm just, I'm very perplexed about the stability of this fourth line because, you know, say Sean Monaghan comes back and they realize they can't be playing him for, you know, 12 minutes a night, 12, 15 minutes a night. Do you put Kevin Rooney as your third line center and make Monaghan your fourth line and only give him limited minutes? Uh, Do you have Rizichka? Again, I am completely sold on Rizichka coming up and seeing consistent time, consistent minutes for the Flames. I just, I don't think... He, I don't want to say he's like reached his potential in the AHL because, like, no, that's not the case. But I think that he has grown enough to where you could see him in the NHL full time or at least close to it. But again, this is just these are just more things and more questions we're gonna have to ponder as the off season continues. Uh, it's only July twenty eighth. We have like two months until camp starts. So hopefully, the Flames will give us. A, a little bit more of answers, some stability to that bottom six. Again, I just, I don't know how I feel mainly about that fourth line. Kevin Rooney's young-ish. Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis are not. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, you can find this show wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, uh, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, YouTube, you name it, we're there. And of course, you can catch tomorrow's episode there as well. Uh, We're going to be doing some mailbag questions and of course, our winners and losers of the week.